When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Tendy Talk, presented by the BLPA Podcast Network. This week I chat with fellow podcaster Tanner Houston of the Windy City Benders podcast over on the Hockey Podcast Network. Tanner and I talk about how he got his start in the game of hockey, playing in the Chicagoland area, and he shares that he once worked at the legendary Chicagoland pro shop Gunzos. Without further ado, here's the conversation. Well, bud, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Always fun to have a fellow Chicago goalie on the podcast. Yeah, not a problem. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been listening to uh, Windy City Benders for uh, quite a while now. In fact, I think it was when you guys uh, teamed up with uh, Beer League Talk that I first <laughs> oh, heard yeah. of you guys and, uh, I, you know, listen, listen to the podcast since. Nice. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So bef- before we even talk podcast, uh, let's talk some hockey. How did you uh, get into playing the game of hockey? You know, I, having grown up in Chicago, I know it's always had a dedicated fan base, but, uh, you know, at least when we were younger, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know how old you are, but it wasn't <laughs> what it is today. No, yeah, that's true. I will, I'm 31. So, okay. Like, I grew up in like the 90s, but yep. it was funny because, like, it was really my best friend growing up because his whole family was from Michigan. And so okay. like, his whole family had played hockey and yeah. we became friends by playing T-ball together. <laughs> and it was just, it was funny. Cause it was just like the first kid that I saw that was like on my very first T-ball team. And I was just like, you want to play catch? And he's like, sure. And then we're just like, <laughs> my dad told me to throw like this the whole time. <laughs> and then at the time though too because like i have an older sister and my mom was putting us in like all these like different kinds of activities together Mm -hmm. in like sports and so like we did like tennis 
and like did soccer and it was just a mess but then my mom put my sister in figure skating and so she was like so you're gonna do figure skating and <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> like I guess so that's fine with me and then I would just literally skate around everybody like in circles and like mm-hmm. not pay attention to anything <laughs> so then my dad talked to my best friend's dad and he's like yeah he skates really well he's like well you should put him in hockey and so then my dad's like all right that sounds like a probably good idea <laughs> and then we started playing hockey together <laughs> so you start out in figure skating which you know i think sometimes hockey players laugh but uh there's something to learning to skate as a figure skater because their skating stride is what it should be and in fact yeah. there are teams that employ figure skating instructors as skating coaches uh so learning to skate through the figure skating route probably isn't a terrible terrible thing in fact i didn't go that route i went to the murray bannerman skating school oh nice um but uh so there's something to that so your dad puts you in hockey you know was it the classic it's your turn to play goalie and that's how you got hooked or what were you (laughs) no Oh, actually, what it was, was um, I played defense for like the first like year. Mm-hmm. And then in my second year, we, we just didn't have a goalie. And so like they were calling around and like, hey, just dude's like this kid want to play goalie and nobody wanted to do it. And then they called my dad and he was like, let me ask him. And he's, you want to play goalie? I was like, yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, man. I just uh, I would love to do that. Like, I don't know why I was just like, yes, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's just something about it, it looked cool. Yeah, and, uh, it was the pads and like the the helmets and everything, and I was just like really, really into that. <laughs> from, from there on out, you know, was it goalie full time since then, or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what association did you play for? Well, when I first started playing hockey, I was in because I live in Oak Park, and okay. it was the Oak Park Eagles. Yep. Which was like the this, and yeah, yeah, I remember like my first game we played like I don't. We played like the Chicago Wolves, which I don't even think is like a club team for kids anymore. So it was like two teams that are no longer in existence just going at it. And I think my first like game as a goalie, like we tied like five to five. <laughs> and like from there, like we like got absorbed by the Chicago Blues, but we had left the year before that happened. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah. Just played goalie from, from the, like 1996 until like college <laughs> you're making me feel old because i was playing high school hockey at brother rice in 96 oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so where where did you play your high school hockey then oak park river forest so we ended up we played brother rice a few okay. a bunch of times yep yeah that, those were uh fun fun times whenever we got to play outside of the catholic league because we weren't very good when i was there in league play but whenever we we played as we said the public schools, we fared well. We didn't win them all, but we fared well. So okay, that, that was back when Mount Carmel was a dynasty, you know, winning yeah. state championships and Kennedy Cups. And uh, so it, it was nice sometimes to get out of fleet play. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I know how like, like going to like see some games growing up at like the high school hockey, I was just like, oh my God, like, like the Oak Park team wasn't good, but also like the kids were just insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, like everybody is going to murder everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it, it's funny that that 
mid to late nineties, high school hockey in Chicago. I, I think a lot of people just hear high school hockey in Chicago and they're like, yeah, whatever, but the, they don't realize how, how tough it was back then. It was, it was yeah. kind of like the federal league of high school hockey. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like every time, like we had a game and if there was a high school game before us or like if we stayed around to watch one, like a fight broke out, like, oh. And half the time it was during the handshake line at the end of the game. Yep. And it was just like, oh my God, <laughs> there was crazy. There was a team visiting from Sweden when I was in high school and uh, they were a bit younger. So I, I wasn't playing that game, uh, but most of my teammates were And same thing in the handshake line. The fight breaks out. They, they may have uh, beat us handedly in the game, but we won the fight. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to do that. Yeah, you gotta win uh, at least something. It, the amusing part about that fight is like half of these kids from Sweden were staying with families from our team. So it's like, all right, we just <laughs> beat you on the ice. Now you got to go home with us and laugh about it. Oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So you played your high school hockey. Uh, you know, how did that career go for you? It was. It went pretty well. I mean, I played varsity like all four years, and then by the time my senior year rolled around, we were we came in first in our division in the Metro West, mm-hmm. like just for the regular season. It's the first time that had happened in like twenty five years, which was pretty great. Um, it was it was great too because like the like I said, my buddy that got me into hockey, like he played with me in, in all the way through high school as oh, cool. well. But he had also like switched a couple of teams like growing up, like played AAA. And then we had another guy who played AAA. So we had some like good, like really good players. And like my my best buddy, he's our captain. And then I'm our starting goalie. And like I'm starting every single game. We literally have no backup. And then <laughs> my dad's like our manager. So he's sending us up. And he had been my manager for like most of like growing up. So he got, he got us into tournaments in Canada and like all over the place. And so we would always play like more games than a lot of other teams, I feel mm-hmm. like. So my friend would like, he also kept stats like crazy because my dad would videotape every game. And then like, we have a spreadsheet of like goals, assists, pen- like penalty minutes, yep. plus minus, like it was crazy. My friend had maybe 55 goals and 65 assists in like f- maybe 60 games. And it was just insane. And I was like, this works out very well for like <laughs> being a senior and, yeah, we were probably one of the better teams at the high school at the time, and we so we always draw a crowd, and we always had Sunday home games for some reason, and the place would just be like crazy loud, and it was fantastic. Yep, I I, I loved the simplicity of uh, scheduling in high school. Sometimes where it was like you, you always knew this day, this time, you had yep. a game. Um, it, it, it's interesting you mentioned you know that you guys played more games than other teams because. In Illinois, you play as many games as you can schedule. And yeah. then when when I uh, graduated college and was coaching up here in Minnesota, it was, no, this is how many games you have for the whole season. Use them yeah. wisely. And I was like, oh. So they, they really put the emphasis on practice up here, which is good. Uh, there were times I think my team could have benefited from a few okay. practices. Uh, but the, the ability to play so many games <laughs> was fun, too, and to build up those rivalries for those handshake fights. Oh yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm so glad that that didn't really break out as often or, or like, I don't think it really happened as much when I was in high school. Like, I think that's something that they were like, you're going to be suspended for the rest of the season. If that happens. Oh like, yeah. I, I remember um, my junior year, I was playing JV cause we had a senior starting varsity. So 
state playoffs. I forget. I think we were playing in Downers Grove and uh, it just so happened. My parents were out of town. So I, I went to the game with some of my friends, parents and teammates. And the, I don't know if you remember Downers Grove's ice rink, but there was like this railing in the middle of the stands, not going up and down, but across. Okay. And we, we were all sitting behind the railing and there were some students from Downers Grove sitting in front of the railing. And they had a few beverages before the game. Yeah, you know. And they start <laughs> talking, yelling stuff up to our, not us students, but the parents. And uh, one, one <laughs> yeah. of the dads is like, guys, I know you've had a few, calm down, you know. Well, in the middle of this game, one of these kids just comes flying over the railing, throwing punches and, you know at this dad and this dad's like, well, now I got to do something and put the kid in his place. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So the, the game stops, the cops come and separate everybody. And, uh, we think that's that. And we wound up losing the game. Everybody's shaking hands. And one of the kids from Downers Grove just sucker punches one of our players in the handshake line. Well, now the fight breaks out on the ice and you see a couple of the seniors trying to break things up and, it was almost like at the same moment, they all realized we're done playing high school hockey. It doesn't <laughs> matter if we right. get suspended. So now the goalie, he, he's trying to pull people off. And then all of a sudden he turns and now the blocker is going, hitting people. Oh and my God. All the seniors are like, who cares if we get suspended? We don't have another high school game. And uh, we wound up getting escorted out of town not just the arena. oh my god we had a police escort out of town it, it was crazy but to the arena staff's credit you know as the cops were there they're like no these people were trying to de-escalate they and so that, that's why the cops are like no we're, we're gonna get you guys out of here safely and yeah that that was a memorable one and i remember mom and dad calling they're like so how was the game i was like well we got escorted out of town and they're like oh no you guys didn't and then they came back and talking to some of the parents and they're like you you weren't lying <laughs> it's that's hilarious because I, I remember at least one of the fights i had seen from watching like a high school game and it was a handshake line i'm pretty sure it was like downers grove south team and yeah. i think it was at the glen ellen ice arena <laughs> it, it doesn't surprise me it doesn't and surprise it's me. so funny <laughs> there, there was times like where shit got all really chippy like in our games and or like a fight broke out or something and they would want like to know who did it so my dad yeah. was only always the one that like got the locker room so he always gave his keys up but the thing is my dad had a fake set of keys that he, <laughs> so, so he would just give him the fake set of keys and if they're like not like wanting to like give the key back or whatever he's just like okay bye and it's just like we just leave and like, they're like what do we have his keys it's like yeah those keys aren't to nothing so uh, that is brilliant i love that idea oh god uh, yeah now because of this rinks are going to start taking driver's licenses or something yeah yeah i think <laughs> that's probably why it's yeah. like luck luckily enough like that wasn't the case at the time yeah that that <laughs> is awesome uh so you finished your high school career it sounds like you went on and played college where did you go and play after I, I went straight to eastern illinois university okay but like i didn't do anything from the end of like high school hockey season I don't think until that season started because I had played lacrosse in like the the spring and then summer was just like hey it's like we're all gonna go to college like we're just having fun yep 
So I showed up to the like Eastern Illinois and like the team wasn't that great. So it was like, not, I was like, everybody makes it because there was only like maybe 24 guys already. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, well, it sounds good. But like, I could have probably been in a way better position of playing, but I was just like, dogging it for the first few weeks and then i was like okay well then i was just kind of like we rotated but and i was mainly gonna be like mainly the starter (laughs) like if it was a game that we thought we were definitely like we could easily win like we should be in it like i would be playing like yeah (laughs) so it was fun but there was definitely a lot of there was some more fights that broke out at eastern illinois than there were that broke out in high school when i was there it's funny you say there were 24 people that probably tried out for the team my freshman year i think we had 24 goalies trying out for the team oh wow uh yeah so that that was a uh a stressful time for me and I, I i was able to ask my goalie coach on the podcast what were you thinking when you chose me to fill that last spot and he's like you were a locker room guy i was like i knew it i knew <laughs> that go. was my role on the team <laughs> hey get to be get to be around the game more that's all yeah that's all that matters i didn't complain i had the fastest store in the mayak uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say like all the players whenever whenever they like leave the league the, the one thing they miss the most is the boys and like the yep. locker room so it's like hey if you just get to be there for that like it's a win <laughs> that's what i try and impart on you know the young hockey players i know it's like yeah, you're going to miss the competition, but what you miss most is the locker room and practice. Cause that's where all the, the fun antics happen. The, the fun oh, yeah. little, uh, uh, rivalries with teammates, you know, as a goalie, there was always some of those shooters where you weren't going to let them score no matter oh, what. Yeah. And they were going to go bar down best they could. And as if it were game seven, just cause you know, mm-hmm. that, and that, that's what I miss. Yeah, I love the, the one where if it's like you're just kind of standing around the net and then they go to shoot at a wide open net, you just stick your stick out and just like get a piece of it and just like they're yeah. like, why, why can't you just let me get something? <laughs> right. I, I remember the one time one of those guys was doing that and I ch- it was like Vasilevsky before Vasilevsky. I'm sitting down <laughs> and I just did one of these and catch it. And he's like, seriously, I can't put anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> just getting people so upset and you just laugh yeah. and just. Oh, yeah. away. <laughs> and they are, they're upset, but they're laughing at the same time. It's like, yeah. that, that's what you miss most. So oh, Eastern is Eastern in the ACHA or. Yeah. They, okay. they're, yep. they're in the ACHA. I had a very short lived career there because I basically didn't go to class. So Uh-oh. I was only there for a semester. <laughs> that, that will do it. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of played hockey and partied and had fun. That um, sounds like a lot of people I know that went to Eastern. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that started at Eastern and finished elsewhere for similar reasons. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it wasn't my decision. It was my mom's. She was like, "You can't go back. You like don't even have a 1.0 GPA." I was like, "I can fix it. Trust me." And she's yeah. like, "You don't. You don't. You can't fix it." And I was right. like, "Okay, you're the, right. <laughs> they'll let me in. You know, if they let me come back, I, I have a chance." Yeah. Um, it was probably a good idea to not go back though. <laughs> so w- what did you do after that semester? What I, what I ended up doing was going just to the community college, uh, Triton college okay, for yep. like a year and a half. And then I ended up working at Disney world. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I did like the college program. And then when I came back, I had a, while I was at Florida, I applied to Robert Morris university, which is in downtown Chicago. Yep. And they ha- Cause I was like, well, I want to, 
go back to playing hockey and like go back to like doing like legit school instead of community college so i kind of just got like all of the electives out of the way and i was like well that was actually a way better idea to do that than spend so much money at a college to get sorry i have like the sirens going off in the background that's okay (laughs) that actually answers one of the questions from when i listened to your podcast is which one of you lives by the firehouse what station do you guys do you live by it's because I live in Edgewater and I live at the end of Lakeshore Drive. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's on Sheridan. So it's like the busiest street. So let me close this window real quick. It might help a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, my dad was a Chicago fireman. So whenever I hear those oh, yeah. sirens, I'm like, all right, who, who's going out? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it happens so often. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Oh yeah, I was saying like electives and stuff like that got out of the way. I applied to Robert Morris University, got in there, and like I was excited to go there because they have four hockey teams. Yep. And a girls team. And it was like free to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, and, okay. <laughs> and they're pretty good too. You know, I, yeah. I had a few teammates that played for them and uh they loved it. Yeah, they, they have the D1 ACHA team, the D2, and then they had two D3 teams at the time. And it would, since I hadn't played in like two years and like I kind of just got a, a few skates in like over the summer leading into that year I I went to the tryout and I thought I did really well and I just didn't get picked and so I was on the D3 like two team mm-hmm. like really bad like there was kids that would like had not played hockey before that wanted to play hockey and I was just like this is gonna suck <laughs> <laughs> but I've met some of my best friends from there and it was just kind of yeah. like we were all like first year players and the weird thing was like the coach of like the the first d3 team which like they had like decent kids like they just were on could either make the d2 team but then they also had kids that had just played the year before mm-hmm. and the coach had moved from being the second team coach to being the, the first team coach and kind of just like yeah. took some of the guys yeah and i was like they're not they're not fucking better than like half of the guys that we have that just are brand new right and it's like weird but it's i mean it was still fun nonetheless. Like our team was fucking terrible. Sorry, but it was just so bad. I think yep. I averaged like 60 shots against a game, like average. Th- was that ridiculous. was my high school career. Um, although it wasn't that we had guys that were just starting to skate. We had, we had talent on our team. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have a team of talent. If that, you know, we had a lot yeah. of individual players, but not a lot of team players. And uh, oh yeah, there there was one game the coach pulled me halfway through, and we were only down by four. I was like, "What's going on?" Like, in our terms, we're in this game. He's like, "You've had sixty shots already." I was yeah. like, "Oh, it didn't even feel like it. it just felt like I was in a groove." But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's, you just don't really notice once you're getting peppered like crazy. Yeah, and I remember you know playing those seventeen minute high school periods averaging 60 shots a game then i go to college and we have 20 minute periods and i think my first game i saw 21 shots and i was never so bored i yeah. was like oh my god it, it was almost harder facing one shot every few minutes than it was you know 10 shots a minute yeah plus you get the like the time off in between periods yeah and like in high school you have like the two periods then they do the ice yeah and then you get the then you get the final period yeah, we had the full resurface between every period in college, yep. and it was like, oh my god, this game's taking forever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt too. And yeah, it was, it was funny because like when I was at Eastern, it had this similar situation where it was like close to sixty shots against a game. Yeah, and my coach was like, our our team at Eastern was funny because like our coach wasn't like a coach; he was just like a student that ran out of eligibility to play. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I'll coach you guys." <laughs> it's like, it right, sounds good. 
And at one point he was just like, man, Tanner, your goals against average isn't looking too good. I go, yeah, but have you looked at my save percentage? And he's just like, what do you mean? I was like, do you know how many shots we get against the game? And he goes, no. And I was like, it's, it's close to 60. And he goes, there's no way that's true. I was like, okay, we'll see. And yeah. then my dad came to a home game because they were like, well, it's not that close, but we'll, we'll make yeah. it like down for a week. And I go, hey, bring your camera and take and like take uh take keep track of shots. And he goes, okay. And so then he comes, and then I go, hey, you want to know what my dad tracked shots were? And he goes, what? He goes, sixty two. And he goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm telling you, this is like the average. <laughs> like, didn't that look like average play out there? He's like, that doesn't look like sixty two shots. I was like, well, it was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my sophomore year, I let had the highest goals against average in the league, but probably the best save percentage because of that. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like. <laughs> I, I remember looking at, you know, the stats every, every week at SIA because that's back when they printed them up because this was at the infancy of the internet. So they just had a spreadsheet that they printed up every week. And, you know, I was right at the bottom for uh, goals against, <laughs> but save percentage, I was always like right at the top. I, I oh, wish yeah. I would have looked at the end of the season to, to confirm that it, it stayed that way. <laughs> I wish they had those stats just like posted somewhere online, like archived, because I always used to check the the Metro West stats like yes. weekly to see where like our, our team was, where I was like, it's like, all right, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom and dad would videotape some of my games and they had the old Wayne Gretzky goofy little camcorder. And I still have a bunch mm-hmm. of those tapes. The only problem okay. is we don't have the cam. Well, they still have the camcorder. It just doesn't turn on anymore to transfer okay. them, but it'd be, it would be kind of fun to, uh, fire those up and digitize them so I could maybe count how many shots in those games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I just threw away like all of the like recorded games that we had because I have highlight films from like my junior and senior year that are like every, every goal and every like big save, every huge hit. Like my dad took all the, like when he videotaped the games, he would like call out to him to himself on video, like, oh, like clip this. And so then at the end of a game, he would go through it, check all the stats. He would clip the things that he told himself to clip, save it. At the end of the year, he would put them all onto a DVD with music in the background and it would have like the team that the clip is from and like what the score ended up being. And like, just yeah. go, it's like an hour hour long each one like junior and senior year it was insane this is like all right well that's awesome. really unnecessary but great <laughs> yeah well I, i'm sure the rest of the team loved it <laughs> so too. just saved on my computer <laughs> that, that is oh yeah awesome. everybody got a copy <laughs> yeah um my dad wasn't that technically um advanced at that point in time in fact i remember uh at the firehouse they started they moved away from their old morse code system to hmm. computers and to get the guys to touch the computers, they had put solitaire on there. Uh, and that's how he learned how to use a computer. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like the first computers, the only, the only thing I was doing on them was just playing that pin, like pinball game. Yes. I remember <laughs> that one. So that was a good one. you finish playing at Robert Morris. Uh, listen to your podcast. I know you've uh, had a chance to do some skating in Chicago's version of the Butte League. Uh, how, how did you get hooked up with that? So actually I'm not on their team <laughs> because I bartend all the time. Like, uh-huh. and like all the games are like usually late night. Yeah. So it's been, but Jerem's on the team. Oh, okay. And like a few of our other buddies are, um, not entirely sure how he got into it. Jerem just like knows a bunch of people. He, he, <laughs> he like works for pro stock hockey. Yeah. 
And so he has like a lot of connections with just like random things. Plus like pro stock hockey has been doing like the, um, Oh my God. It was like the professional like summer league that they had like pros come out to mm-hmm. and like prospects and stuff. So he just like knows tons of people through like all sorts of different connections. And I, I don't know exactly how they got into that league. It just, it's, it's pretty neat though. That, yeah. And uh, I, I love the highlights they share because they have some of the best talent, you know, the fact that Patrick Kane sticks around and skates in it, you know, yeah. is, is pretty cool. Uh, I, I haven't made it to one of the debut, the, the beauty game, uh, games up here because it's on the other side of town. Um, okay. one of these days I'm going to make it though, because it's in a great old rink. It's in the Dyna rink, uh, over oh, by nice. all those cake eaters. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> there, there's clearly talent in that league too. Um, but they just don't have a guy like Kane skating around, right. <laughs> lighting crazy. it up. Um, so the podcast, Windy City Benders, how did that come about for you guys? So it started with Jerem and two of our other buddies, Brian Nolan and Mm -hmm. Andrew Podzinger. And they were just like all together and they're like, Hey, let's start a podcast. And also, this is also like almost four years ago at this point, because we just had Christopher Stieg on and then that was a good episode. It was released on the four year anniversary of like the first episode of the podcast. So they had started it and I was just like, oh man, I, I want to be on that so bad. Like I love talking hockey with everybody. It's so yeah. like so much fun. So like they did a few episodes and then I was like, I want to be on it. And then they're like, all right, you can call in. And so like I called in and chat with them for a bit and like really loved it. And then they kept doing their own thing. And then uh, I was able to be on it again. And then they were like, a lot of people that like we hang out with, like have been, when they listen to the episodes, they really like it when you're on. I'm like, well, I'll be on it like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, we'll just bring, like, you want to be on it all the time? I was like, yes, like I do. <laughs> and so then it was the four of us for a while. And then like just life things have happened where yep. like Potsy and Noli haven't been able to do it as often. And so like, we still t- extend them and like an invite, like every once in a while, like for like something special to like talk about or anything, but you know, they're just kind of busy. So it's just been Jeremy and I for the past, I don't know, like a half year, like year or so. I'm not entirely sure. I don't even keep track of the time. We just <laughs> have been able to do it more like consistently now that like we're not trying to schedule it with four different people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, e- even me doing this once a week sometimes gets difficult. Now it, it's baseball season. My son's a baseball player. So it's like, okay. oh boy, I scheduled a few of these and then baseball schedule came out I was like hmm I might have to move some of these around (laughs) so yeah it's kind of tough even scheduling it for one person yet alone get four people involved right um now my struggle is a little bit different that you get you know for those that haven't listened to the Windy City Benders podcast it's primarily focused on hockey in Chicago but you guys do talk about other stuff going on I'm sure next episode you'll talk about Tom Wilson yeah we'll, um, we'll definitely be touching on Tom Wilson <laughs> yeah uh yeah he's touched upon en- enough other people you might as well <laughs> yeah it's um, very true you know so you guys talk about the other stuff going on in the league and sometimes you know what's happening in the beer leagues um now goalie brain I have I, I forgot where I was oh but it's mo- mostly just you guys every now and then you guys do have guests like you said you had for Stieg you guys had Eddie Belfour on um talking about his whiskey like I did in fact I got my bottle back there um I kind of missed what you were saying a little bit oh no um it kind of broke up a little bit and so it, it kind of like like went a little weird and I couldn't hear what you were saying exactly 
not a problem. I was saying, you know, the podcast is primarily you guys talking about hockey in Chicago, mm-hmm. other stuff happening around the league, and sometimes the beer league stuff. But it's primarily just the you know the group. You know, whether it be the yeah. two of you, the four of you. Um, every once in a while, you've had guys on, like for Stieg, the last episode. You've had yes. Belfour on talking whiskey. Um, you know, it's hard to just get your four down. It's even harder when every week you got to find somebody else and make sure it works with their schedule. Uh, yeah. So it's that that's the side of podcasting I don't think a lot of people uh, appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we were able to do it like full time and be completely paid yeah. and like be comfortable, it's like, sure, I have all the time in the world to do oh, yeah. that. But it's like, I have a, I have a job. Jeremy has a job. Like everybody has got, has got their own work plus like outside things that they got to go on. And it's just like, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got a full-time job, two kids with activities, you know, yeah. a couple dogs, wife, the <laughs> lawn to mow, all that good stuff. And it's like some, somehow I'm fitting in this podcast. Uh, there but, you, go. you got, you got your hour, hour and a half to yourself that you can get your, get this done. <laughs> yeah. But credit definitely goes to my wife and kids for making sure when I say, Hey, I got a podcast. Right. Like, okay. We'll be quiet. We'll make sure the dogs are somewhat in check. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah. In fact, after we're done recording here, I got to run my son to baseball. So I was like, make sure you got your bag ready. When I'm done, we got to get in the car and go. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, these days when you skate, uh, are, are you playing in the beer leagues? Uh, what one are you skating in? Well, I, if I'm able to skate, it's usually just like skating with Jeremy and his team, like filling in. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know. I haven't like put on the skates in like a while though, just because usually if it's at, if they're skating at night, like I'm typically working. And then yep. if it, if I wanted to do anything like that's not at night, it would be like really early in the morning, like rat times in yep. Chicago. And it's like, well, I usually just get home pretty late because I'm bartending and then I'm not going to be waking up for like a 6am like yeah. skate. So it's been just like tough, but like during the pandemic, we got, we got ice like one time they're like, yeah, you want to come out? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> but I haven't been able to like put like the skate, like my goalie pads on in a minute. I'd be, I'd be terrified to put them on at this point because like, <laughs> I feel like I would be trying to do like too much and yep. just completely like rip my groin in half because I already pulled it like twice when I was like in shape and a yeah. goalie it's like mostly full time and i was just like don't want to end up just destroying myself but i miss playing and i I really like to just get out there and just skate as a player sometimes too though yeah uh, you know i i can't remember the last time other than pond hockey with the kids i don't remember the last time i skated out uh i'm one yeah. of those weird goalies where it's like no i just want to stop pucks oh yeah that, that's that's my mentality I, i'm one of those guys where you know, I, I probably could skate out if needed, but it's not as fun to me. <laughs> that's that's one of those things when I was actually at Robert Morris because we were on that that super bad team. We had like three or four goalies because like they just accepted everybody. Yeah. And so there was times where like it was I wasn't going to play, but like my buddy, he was like, I can't make it to the game. I was like, hey, coach, can I just like play forward <laughs> in a college game? He's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. And then I just it's like, all right, cool. So I took my, my buddy's equipment. We we're playing like know like in milwaukee or something and he likes he's like all right like i just go out there and just try and do something i was like all right and the first shift like i like get on like hop the boards and 
flying towards the puck and just just destroy a kid and, and then just like continue to play and i was like i just always wanted to hit somebody so yeah like, and so then i get back to the bench and he goes what the fuck is wrong with our team if our goalie's hitting people harder than everybody else out here and i was like i just i just always wanted to do that <laughs> yeah yeah i i think it's funny when goalies do skate out people are surprised um at our hockey sense you know we're, yeah. we're, we're just in places making plays that uh, they don't expect us to. And uh, when I was coaching, I would run our fall training program. We, we were finding ways around the, the rules in Minnesota. And because I was technically a volunteer coach, I wasn't technically a coach. Okay. So I could run our fall training stuff. And uh, the coach would come watch and we would scrimmage the last 20 minutes of practice. And I, I always hopped out there and the one day the guy's like you know for a goalie you're pretty good you you're always in position and it's like why does that surprise you like to under to before i can play my position i have to know what yeah, everybody else the on the time. ice is doing you know and he's like yeah I, I suppose that makes sense it's like yeah so i might not be the fastest i might not have the best hands but i know where to go <laughs> so yeah right <laughs> yeah it's like oh jesus some some people just don't understand that um yeah it's it's funny to me when people are surprised that like goalies know more than a lot of other people it's like i watched the game from a different angle than you like the entire time (laughs) yeah we're not i know where everything is (laughs) we're not just the fat kid who can't skate contrary to what the mighty ducks movies and series will tell you oh seriously (laughs) you know although i have to say that new series is a lot better than i thought it would be oh yeah Uh, i gotta check it out (laughs) yeah uh i've been so it's kind of fun it was coming out and so my daughter uh watched the first movie and then she's like all right now i gotta watch the next two and now it's like every friday that's what her and i do we sit down and watch so honestly i don't care how good the series is i love it because it it's not too often a 14 year old wants to sit down and spend time with their dad on a weekend that's awesome i'm like yep it's my favorite show on tv right now it doesn't matter how good it is yeah, that sounds really great. Just being able to connect with your daughter like that, especially over like Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, she doesn't play hockey. We, we had the backyard rink this year and she she would skate, but yeah. it's not like she's a hockey player by any means. Uh, you know, although when she was little, it, it was during the Hawks first Stanley Cup run. She would stay up late and watch the games with me. And I taught her that when they score that she was supposed to yell out peanut butter. Uh, she didn't know why she just knew <laughs> peanut butter there you go <laughs> that that was q's thing oh, I, I love reason. that yeah i don't know what that was for but it's yeah. just great yeah so yeah that 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 first uh stanley cup in 2010 i she was uh what three years old and you know so she was watching that game with me shouting it out so that, that was kind of fun oh man uh, yeah what a time <laughs> yeah so i don't know um how much you've listened to the podcast, but I do like to close them out uh, with a list of 10 rapid fire questions. And I yeah. say close it out. And we've only been talking for a half hour. Uh, they tend to take a half hour. So I'm trying yeah. to give ourselves some time. <laughs> you, uh, they're rapid fire in a sense of just like, you, you say them kind of quickly, but then they're extended answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, they usually lead to other stories. And uh, yeah. I found uh, I, that it's almost better just to let that play than stick to a bunch of uh, questions I have pre-prepared. Unless I'm talking to a guy like Eddie Belfort where there were questions I was just burning to ask. Uh, (laughs) Because, you know, like you, he he was my idol growing up and uh, 
So when I was able to get him on the podcast, I was like, I've got so many questions, but so little time. (laughs) That's how it feels like every time we get to talk to somebody, it's like, all right, we have 30 minutes. And then you're like talking to someone and it's like, we're 20 minutes in. Oh my God. I haven't like asked like half the things I want to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was funny because when I had um, Kelly Rudy on the podcast, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll take up an hour of your time. And like 45 minutes in, it's like, just checking that you're good on time. He's like, yeah, this conversation's going great. Let's just keep going. I don't care how long we go. And, awesome. you know, we talked for close to two hours, you know, That's fantastic. Oh <laughs> yeah. My God. So yeah, he, he was a, a real treat to talk to. And, uh, we, we had our conversation over beers since we both like our beer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the first question is what is the craziest coaching moment from your playing days? Oh, you know, man. coach just losing it. I, <sighs> I, I don't know. Like, I want to say like when maybe my coach, like my freshman year just like lost it because like my freshman year of high school. Cause like one of the kids on our team was like a real big hothead mm-hmm. and like for whatever reason during the play, the kid had come, he was like right-handed. So he like swings around and just two hands, a kid like on his thigh and, and breaks his stick in half over him, like in yeah. front of the net. And like our coach was already pissed during the game because I think it was just like out of hand. And so he just lost his shit and like threw stuff on the ice and told, told the kid to not even come to the bench. He goes, just get the fuck off. The ice. <laughs> just like, it was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> it was just, oh my God. I think that was like the, the craziest kind of situation. Cause for the most part, like I, my dad would be on the bench and he'd be the one to get kicked off. Like anytime, like the refs and like, did something wrong like they would my dad would be the one that would be yelling like like the fuck's your problem and like all this stuff and then they're like you you gotta you're done like leave get out of here yeah like, oh all right yeah i i remember so, like, a game. the coaches usually were stale like a little bit more level-headed <laughs> yeah i remember a game we were playing saint rita um i won't you tell the kid's name but uh there was an incident that got way out of hand. You know, he was fighting and then he's skating by the bench, spitting on our bench. And uh, the coach, he, he didn't even lose his temper at that. He was just like dejected, like this is actually happening. You know, this yeah. St. Rita coach, but it was so bad that our next practice, he that coach came out to apologize for this kid's behavior. Oh, wow. Uh, it was like, wow. Uh, that kid wound up actually getting expelled from school okay and and as the coach said it wasn't solely because of that incident that was just the hair that broke the camel's back right i'm Um, sure the kids got other problems if that's the thing that yeah they had saint rita had some interesting players (laughs) at that time i I told the story on the podcast before there was another player that um jumped me in the lobby of sia after the game from behind um just because he didn't like me and the thing oh. is, like, we were friends in middle school and we play roller hockey, but now we went to different schools. He's like, I don't like them. And just, you know, it was like, That's oh, weird. okay, this is, they, they were an interesting family. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was one of those you'd walk into the rink and usually see what either his name, his brother's name, his mom's name, or his dad's name on the state suspension list. <laughs> it was rare that all four of them were at a game. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so what is your favorite all-time goalie mask? Ooh, um, so I had, I was like, had to think about this because I would listen to, to a couple just to kind of see like what might yeah. be asked. And I like, honestly, like when it comes to like goalie masks, 
I couldn't even tell you what kind of masks are in the league right now because everybody's got something so crazy and unique that's like very personal to them. Yeah. That it's not so iconic as like Cujo or like Eddie Belfour. Yep. Where like I love like those helmets because it's so simple, but like yeah. so like it looks so good. Even like Van Beesbrook too. Oh that, yeah, I loved that. I had, I think like the one that like I think is kind of cool that's in current NHL that's like pretty simple is like like Bishop's helmet. Yep. Like when he had it with like the lightning and he's got it with like Dallas where it's just like the neon lightning. I think that's just nice and clean and it looks good. And yep. other than that, like the most recent one would probably be like Crawford when he had like the headdress, even though that's probably not too uh, PC at this point, but I yeah. thought it was, it was still pretty neat looking helmet. <laughs> yeah. I, that he always had really nice clean masks yeah um I, I always liked them and they were the kind of ma- what i appreciate about crawford was he didn't get the new design every year he would go a couple years with the same design yeah uh which that's another thing you don't see these days usually a guy's changing up his design every three to four weeks i mean if i was in the nhl i would just do that too though <laughs> i would have like new pads like um every month like new helmet like yep just because yeah <laughs> <laughs> me too I, I would get the new pads but I, i'm one of those i'd probably keep the same design um, oh just like switch up the colors possibly yeah may, maybe that you know i i'm uh trying to explore the option of getting new pads finally since first time since 1999 i'm still wearing a pair of bond legacies from okay. i bought at jerry's in 99 so, oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah i i want that old you know uh, circle look on them, but I, I've had the conversations with Vaughn and they're like, can't do it. Like, first <laughs> of all, those, those dies were for 12 inch pads and we don't even have them anymore. I was like, yeah, those, even are too, if I, those are too wide now. Right. Yep. I was like, even if I pay the custom charge, they're like, Nope, we can't, can't do that. I was like, oh. <laughs> crazy. I, yeah. I was ready to break the internet with those. Uh, <laughs> but now, now I've been told, uh, no, I can't do it. I, I suppose I can talk about it um so what's your favorite rink that you've played at um i mean i got to play at some pretty cool ones like i got to play at the united center i got to play at the joe lewis arena i got to play at like the indianapolis racers arena okay where gretzky played (laughs) and i was like that's pretty neat um i don't know some places in canada that were like amazing too Mm -hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> I think I think like those are some of the top ones. I, I played at like the Allstate Arena as well, like where the Wolves play. Yeah, that's a fun rink. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that's like those are, are just like amazing to be. At. I think the weirdest is the Joe Lewis because like being there, like it's so dark mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I guess it would be different with like fans in the stands, but I remember just being like the, with the red seats and like how dark the arena was. Like every time the puck went up into the glass, like I would just lose it, and I was just, yeah. Like, where did it go? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, I got to ask this one, having played at most of the rinks in town, what, what's your favorite rink in Chicago? Um, I mean, I used to love like Ridgeland Commons, like growing up, that's where I played. And then they tore it down and rebuilt it. And it looks insanely amazing. Um, other than that, like I played a lot at the edge, like I played yeah. there for the blues and then there again for Robert Morris university. So like, I kind of just know that rink inside and out and yeah. like, kind of really do love that rink though, too. Yep. Um, 
I don't know. Fox Valley is a really nice one. Um, I don't know. Addison always has like a weird feeling to it because yes. it's, it's like an old school arena or like rink that like I also played at like a lot when I was like on the Oak Park Eagles. Just remember being like so ready to be in the rink and just being freezing every time. Just like, I was like playing at Addison. Oh, no. I, I was playing for a junior team, the Chicago Force. Um, I wound up le- leaving the team before the season started because it was either play for them and miss my senior year or play in my senior year. And it's like, I see where I am on the depth chart here. And I'm not con- you know, confident this league is going to make it through its first year, which it didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all the, we were the only Northern team. Everything else was down in like Florida, Mississippi, Georgia. So like oh, wow. <laughs> road trips were going to be a bear. So, but we, we were playing out of Addison and yeah, that, that is an interesting rink. And that, that was when it was still new. So I'm again, showing my age, but uh, I have to say for me, SIA is my, my rink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Southwest ice arena. I oh played God. there back, back when they had the Oregon, you know, mm-hmm. back when I, when I first started playing, they still had wooden boards. Uh, yeah. I, I remember the year they, they replaced the boards and went with modern ones. Cause those old wooden boards were just sponges. You know, people would get hit into the board and it would just go like that, you know, and you'd watch yeah. the wave go down the line and, you'd fire the puck in the zone and it would almost just drop right down there. And then that first game with the new boards, people dump it in and it would like ricochet back all the way into the, you know, their own end. And they're like, Oh, this is different. Yeah. These are, these are a little bit different new yeah. boards here. Huh? Yeah. And then, then, you know, you'd line somebody up against those boards like you used to. And then now you're both hurt. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, can't do that one anymore. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time at Oak Lawn too, because I, I worked mm-hmm. there in high school. So that's another rink that's got a soft spot in my heart for different reasons. Isn't isn't that where Brother Rice had their home games? Yeah. No? Well, when I played, we split between Oak Lawn and Southwest. Okay. And I think now they're all at Oak Lawn and um, Morgan Park. Okay. Because I remember yeah. playing in at Oak Lawn like yeah. against Brother Rice like during high school. Yep. Yeah, it, it's a nice rink. I, I like it. Uh, There's stories from that rink that are worth sharing at another time. <laughs> Maybe not on the podcast, but worth sharing. Um, so what's your favorite goalie stick that you've ever used? Oh, my God. I had um, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like when they first started getting like composite sticks for goalies. Okay. And it was like a TPS and it was like a Lundqvist curve and I guess, I think it was like something that he had been, he had used, but it was, we were at like a, a tournament, I think in Michigan. And like, my dad was like, Oh, do you want to get the stick? And I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. Like I didn't even ask for like a stick. He just yeah. thought it looked it, like, it looked cool. I was like, and he's like, okay, um, it's really expensive. Don't break it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I tried to, I used it for the entire season and it was probably like, being held together by with a lot of tape by the end of the season <laughs> i was just yeah. like those oh early sticks for goalies were so brittle yeah you know well, it, it was weird because it was like you know how like the net gets attached on the on, like on the edges of the of the pipe where it the yeah. metal comes out like slightly yep i had done something where like i came across on my stick and like the back 
side of the paddle hit directly onto one of those and just took a little chip like chunk out of it like and i was just like oh my god and this was like weeks into having the stick i was like oh no like yeah right above the heel of the blade and i was just like oh no this is not gonna be good and so i just had to like i was just like taping it to cover it all the time so that my dad <laughs> didn't see that it was just like messed up two weeks after he bought it yeah i i liked the old christian sticks that were infamous for being heavy logs but the the heel would start to split and so i was cheap and dad was like I'm not buying you a new stick till it's broken. That thing's in perfect yeah. shape. So it was not uncommon for me to take the wood glue and just like squirt it yep. along the heel, put the stick in the vise overnight and then sand, you know, whatever came out, out and tape it up. And yeah, I added a little bit of weight to the stick, but a little more life to those sticks too. It's like, yeah, it, it, kids don't get that with the composites these days. I remember having like a, I forgot if it was like, the, it was called the Cujo Curve. Oh yeah. The Curtis curve, the Curtis curve where it like the, the stick curved down so that when you put your like paddle against the ice, it would go against the ice and then it curved out so that when, if you dropped your stick, you could pick it up really easily. Yeah. I was like the, one of the first goalie sticks that I had and that was amazing. Yeah. Andy Moog was the only NHLer to use that one. It was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) There, there are Facebook groups still dedicated to the Curtis curve and trying to find, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> Remaining ones. And like Mike Green trying to find like an instant synergy anywhere, like while he was still yep. in the league. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I never used one, but uh, the goalie clinic I went to that this name might ring a bell, the Darren McCluskey greater Chicago goaltending school. Um, he was more on the South side though. Okay. And, uh, uh, but uh, some, some of the kids had the Curtis curve there. Yeah. And I, I, I would try it out at, at the clinic and it's like nope not for me <laughs> did not like that one one of the like for my sticks growing up too one of the weirder things that i did or that my dad did was he would take um hockey cards of like goalies that i liked and then that were like really good in the nhl and he would fold them up and he would tape them into the knob of the stick oh that's, that's <laughs> an interesting so, one so i i always had like at the time like hashik and like osgood <laughs> and then I don't know, maybe like Van Beesbrook or something like in the knob, just like taped in the knob of my stick. And it was just like, that's supposed to give me the power of the goalies in the NHL. And I was like, all right. And then it would just transfer him to the next stick every time. It was just really funny. So it, it, he, he would use the same card from stick to stick or. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like it, if the, if I had to get a new stick, he would just like untape it and then put it back on the new one until like, I was like, all right, I think. Been good with this. <laughs> yeah. How, how many like, I mean, cards did you wind up having in your sticks? Did he just oh, keep adding to them or what? No, no, no. It was just like three or four that just okay. like kept going to the next one. And then if it, if anything, we would just like swap them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty weird. I was just like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, right? Like, yeah. why not? I was a kid. <laughs> you weren't superstitious, but you were a little stitious. Exactly. And that worked. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Oh man, I think, (laughs) I think one of my favorites is just, well, we played in Canada in like this tournament three years in a row. And in the third year, we, we actually won the tournament, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the funniest part about it was we played the Chicago chargers. (laughs) So when we, we played them in the finals, like too, like it was, 
it, when they announced the game, like beforehand, they were like, these teams travel like whatever, however many miles. And yep. they play in the same league together in Chicago to just play each other here. It's just like, this is so weird. <laughs> My senior year, we went down to Indianapolis for a New Year's Day tournament. And we get there and St. Lawrence is there. And we're like, are you kidding me? Uh, and they didn't have us playing each other, but we're, we're getting worried as we're both winning games. Like, uh-oh, we might wind up playing each other at some point here. And the best part was, I, if I remember right, we had just played each other. Our last game before the holiday was against each other. So we're like, are you kidding? We're, we got to come all the way to Indianapolis to play each other. And then, so the tournament started on New Year's Day. Everybody got down there New Year's Eve. And a blizzard hit overnight. Chicago got like two feet of snow. Indianapolis got a foot and it just shut down the whole town. Uh, you know, on the crawl for the news, it was everything that was closed, such and such beauty parlor. It, it went so granular that it was so-and-so's funeral postponed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was a, a fun one where it was like, yeah, who... Who are we going to be playing? Luckily, it worked out where we did not face each other. But we also stayed at the same hotel, too. Yeah. So that, that made for uh, some fun times. Because when it came, comes to the Chicago Catholic Hockey League, we hate each other on the ice. But off the ice, we all went to the same parties and hung out together. So the fact, oh, we were at the, the fact that we were at the hotel together was like, oh, this, this is cool. You know, the parents mostly knew each other and got along. And um, that my freshman year of college, I'm moving in and I noticed these people going into the room next door to me. And I was like, I know that person. He played it. He played at Mount Carmel. And then his roommate comes in and is like, Oh, I know him. I played youth hockey with him at St. Jude and he went to St. Lawrence. So within two rooms, we had almost half the Catholic hockey league represented and throughout the school year, we'd be going back and forth, calling each other's schools the worst names. And then somebody else would pipe in and pick on one of our schools. And all of a sudden, all three of us turn like, <laughs> and they're like, well, you were just saying stuff about them. They're like, yeah, I can. Like, we're brothers. We can pick on each other, but you can't pick on us. Otherwise, you deal with all of us. So they, yeah, this they is just, our thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just didn't get it. It, it was amusing. Oh, um great. So what is uh, the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? Oh, man. I just, <laughs> I think my favorite was, I mean, not even, I can't even, I can't even remember anything <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that like happened during our games because I would always probably be the one just like saying a ton of like random shit. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time that my mom was at a game and she was like near the players benches and then she had heard some kids from the other team skating back to the bench. And all she heard was the guy go, did you hear what that goalie said? <laughs> and, she, and she asked me after the game, she's like, what did you say that made them say that? And I go, I have no idea. <laughs> but I think the one that I know of, is, but that's like not have anything to do with me playing would be like Adam Burrish, like chirping, like the Sedine twins. Yes. Just being like, hey, Daniel, tell, tell your brother he's ugly. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I think that's like the, one of my favorites. Yeah, or just like any of those like that you see on like the NHL like chirp videos. Those are so fantastic. But yep. yeah, it's just it's hard to remember like any one specifically that would stand out that like was at me or in in a game that I was playing in. Yep. 
so what is the worst post post game beer you've had? Um, I didn't exactly, it's not exactly a beer, but I had uh post game vodka one time. <laughs> it was when, when we were at Eastern, we were taking a bus home after losing two games in, in Kansas and uh, one of our players. Cause like I told you before, like we didn't have a real coach. We just had yep. a, a, a college kid that was coaching. Yeah. So on the bus ride home, they're like, we're going to get really drunk. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I had started to feel really sick. And so I was like, they had bought like a handle of vodka and there was like six rookies on the team. They're like, you guys have to finish this before we get back to, back to campus. Oh. And it's like, I had been drinking a lot already, like before that year. And this is like during that year. So like, I was fine. And like, yeah. so I told all the guys that I was, that were rookies, I go, okay, you guys are going to have to finish this because I'm feeling really sick. So I just chugged like a quarter to like a half of it. And I was like, I'm done for the rest of the trip right now. Like, yeah, you guys have to finish this. And they go, okay. And the one of the, the guy that had bought the handle looked at me and like, they had drink with me before. And they're like, they they're like, he can, he can hold his stuff. And he just looked at me, he goes, this isn't even fair. They have Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. But yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was the worst. It was a plastic handle of vodka after losing two games to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So when you tape your sick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? I always have to do, I always had to do heel to toe because I would always lean on stick so often that the, like what you were saying where the heel would like split. Yep. So I would tape the heel like super tight and then just go down like regular from the heel. Um, yeah. So I always like started at the heel Yeah. and, and then with that story I told you about with the TPS stick where I, it like, like broke a little bit above the heel. So then I started doing all my tape jobs, like two inches above the heel and then it would go into the heel and then almost like then the down. Hashik. Yeah. It was, it, I was just like, all right, this is just what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works. It's, it's your thing. You got to go with it. So what, uh, I mean, it worked like, yeah, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I've seen crazier things. Uh, I've in one of my beer league games, I saw the guy literally taped his entire paddle, and it was like, "That's gonna what, be falling apart at that point." <laughs> well, when I saw that, I was like, and I saw like his equipment. I was like, "You're gonna suck, and we're gonna light you up." And, yep, <laughs> oh, just somebody I'm... that went to like play it again, didn't know what he was doing, and yep. Oh my god, I loved that feeling no matter what age you are just like playing hockey and you look at the other goalie, you just see their equipment and you go, Oh, he's going to suck. <laughs> and you're just like, yes, we're yeah. going to win so easily. And sometimes it's not necessarily the equipment. It's the way they wear it too. Yeah. You know, uh, there's just something about it where it's like, Oh Lord. Cause th there's been times where you see a goalie, which is like the, it's probably what teams think of me when I walk out there for beer league with my 21 year old pads and everything. They're like, Oh, we're, we're going to have a night. We're going to have to work for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there were those times where it's, you know, the goalie doesn't care what he's wearing, how he looks. He's just like, I, I don't have to prove myself. My, right. my skills are there. There, there were been, those. I've been wearing this for too. years. I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an extension of my body at this point. Um, <laughs> so when you play, what's your favorite number to wear and why? Um, it's kind of, like growing up, I had my favorite number. It was, it was 96. <laughs> and I mean, it was Big weird. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I changed 
from defense to goalie, they had two jerseys that were a goalie size and it was one or 96. <laughs> and I was like, I think one is a stupid number. <laughs> and my dad's like, well, it's also, you just, you started playing goalie in 1996. And I was like, yeah, that works. And so I wore 96 for like a bunch of years until I like went into a different team where we didn't have like our own jerseys. Like mm-hmm. the jerseys were given back at the end of the year. So I was like, I bounced between like 30, 31, 33. And then when I got to high school, like my coach also didn't want numbers over 50. So I was like, well, I can't even get 96 now. Yeah. And so I think I was 31 in high school. And then I was like 33 in like 30 in like college because it was this, the same situation. I was just like, yep. man, this sucks. Like, I just wanted 96 again. Yeah. there was one time growing up I think I played against another goalie while I was wearing 96 and they had 96 and I was just like you and me man we have something going on yeah you you get it (laughs) yeah it was was pretty great yeah so what advice do you have for young goaltenders oh I love like the the thing that I think of that I wish I did more of is uh skating just Mm -hmm. honestly like footwork and skating is like Dean's like it's so important and I've always like as a kid and like seeing kids just feel like, why do I have to skate? I'm a goalie. And it's like, well, you should like, you should really work on your feet because by the, like when you're getting into like really competitive seasons, like you should be so quick and light on your feet to get from side to side and like be up and down and everything. Like your feet are probably the most important part about everything you do. Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to positioning and just moving around in general, like every push off you take has to be very calculated from side to side. And it's, it's very, very important to, to work on your like footwork. Well, and people laugh at me when I say the goalie should be the best skater on the team. Oh, absolutely. Take the, take the equipment off all your players, have them skate around. Your goalie should be the best skater. And they're like, oh, they, all they do is stand there. It's like, no, no, they don't. And they, <laughs> they should be the best skater on the team. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that, that's another way, you know, they truly understand the game. And they're like, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, now I, I say it to a few people and they know it'll get under the, my skin. They're like, you guys just stand around though. You, <laughs> the puck just comes to you. It's not like you do anything. It's like, I hate you. <laughs> uh, you find out what kind of position they are. You just go, all you got to do is just score. Right. Yeah. All you got to do is just stand in front of the net and keep people out from the front of the net. Right. That's or some do, <laughs> or some people, all you got to do is try and stay out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. just fill yeah. the water bottles right yeah <laughs> you know all, all you do is keep stats uh, <laughs> um so where can folks find you or the windy city benders podcast on social media oh i think everything is under like wcb podcast whether it's twitter instagram i'm sure we have a facebook i honestly i don't have a facebook and i got rid of twitter because i'm just like not into it anymore yep. i still have an instagram um, uh, we have a Spotify, we have Apple, I think every either Windy podcast or it's WCBP or WCB podcast. Yep. It's kind of, yeah. And then, I mean, I'm also on PlayStation and I'm on Xbox. It's, yeah. I think both of mine are like Tanner underscore WCBP. Cause like, I don't know, I was able to change it for like free and I was like, all right. Awesome. <laughs> And I'll be sure to put the uh, social stuff in the show notes so people can find you guys and uh, sure. listen to the podcast. You know, if, if you're a fan of the Blackhawks or just like to hear other hockey people ramble about hockey, it, it's it's a good podcast. I, I always look forward yeah. to it coming out and listen to it while I go through my work day and uh, 
you know, appreciate do, do my <laughs> mindless tasks or work around the house. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's worth almost, a listen. I almost forgot. We're also on the, the hockey podcast network. That was, that's kind of a newer thing too for me. So yes, it's yeah. a, it's a fun little situation. We got, we got, we got to do a little ad read and I'm like, Oh wow. It's like almost like a real podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. P- people are listening. Um, well, awesome. Well, Tanner, I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, day to chat with oh, me and uh, talk goaltending and hockey and podcasting. I appreciate it, man. It was, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy talking hockey, no matter what, if it's professional, if it's like reminiscing or, or just anything at all, it's, it's always put, brings a smile to my face. Cause then it just also pops up so many memories that I like forget about. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, that, there's this thing that happened. That it's like, yep. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's so great. I was in uh, North Carolina over spring break visiting my folks and uh, you know, sitting there, me and my dad were at the, the one place uh, having a few drinks and, the bartender happened to be from Boston. He was a hockey fan. We started talking hockey. It was just fun, you know, telling the stories, uh, listening to the way my dad remembered the story versus the way it really went down. Yeah. <laughs> you oh know, it's, it's always fun to, to hear, hear those things happen. So again, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I encourage folks to check out the uh, Windy City Benders podcast as well. All right. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, man. Normally, this would have been the end of the podcast, but... As Tanner and I were talking afterwards, a little nugget came up that he once worked at the famed pro shop Gunzo's. So here's that discussion. I was thinking about just going to Gunzo's at some point and see yeah. if they have anything. Because I mean, that's, they, I, they I, I, I even forgot to mention that. I worked at Gunzo's. That was my first what? job. Yeah. <laughs> you worked at Gunzo's, like the hockey. Yeah. I mean, people I across the, North America know of Gunzo's. I worked at the one in River Forest. And it was my first job. And so it was hilarious because I, I would like, because I said before, like we had our game, home games on Sundays. So yeah. when the opposing teams would come in, they would always, like a lot of them would stop at Gunzo's and I would be there before my game and I would sharpen <laughs> everybody's skates and I would like be tempted to just like fuck people's skates. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all my, all the guys on my team, they would always come in and they would, they would get their skates sharpened before games on Sundays. And I just would, I would just like have music and just sharpening skates for like four or five hours. Yeah. Just, it was the best. (laughs) I still remember going by far. I sir, I I used to have their old black and white catalog that uh, I wore out. Um, but I I remember going to their original location and, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I got a pair of Cooper Durasoft pads there the one time. Um, think i got a chest protector there yeah i got a chest protector there because my first one was an association chest protector where it was the two piece looked like the catcher's uh chest protector and then the arms and i got injured wearing that and the doctor's like you need something a little better so then got in the car headed up to gunzo's because jerry's wasn't around in crestwood at the time uh so yeah gunzo's is uh a great place with a great logo that i'm glad they've never updated it's just like perfect for yeah, the time no it's the best <laughs> yeah it's uh everybody knows gunzos if yeah if you're our age and in hockey doesn't matter where you live in north america you've heard of gunzos <laughs> yeah it was great it was the best place ever <laughs> that is awesome it's always fun to talk to somebody who played their high school hockey in the chicagoland area I've been listening to Tanner on the Windy City Benders podcast for quite some time, so it's fun to get him here on Tendy Talk. 
If you're a fan of the Blackhawks or just looking for another hockey podcast to add to your rotation, give the Windy City Benders podcast a listen. You can follow them on Instagram at WCBP. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter at WCB Podcast, one word, and search for them on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights when I'm able to find a skate during this pandemic, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show. The BLPA Big Show is a couple of beer league players chatting about beer league hockey, draft experience, shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. The show is hosted by Nick Jones and Trish Dangles, with other co-hosts filling in from time to time. I need to thank the band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or wherever you stream your music. I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to one I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand who wants to sponsor the show, reach out to me and we'll work something out. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. It's just insane.